0: okay hello and welcome back to tells we just did an audio test i don't know if we're going to keep that part or not keep that part you will already know the audience you the audience no why are you shaking your head
1: why do you have to do that just do the intro (laughs) like you did it the last time because
0: i want to include everyone on the minutia of everything that happens in our lives (laughs) okay well We did an audio test. Anyway, I'm telling you, regardless of whether Boosie wants you to know or or not, this is half my podcast too. I can tell them whatever I want. No,
1: it's 25% your podcast. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) What if I want to use that 25% for however I want? I guess so. Anyway, should we do another listen to this? Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, here we are officially. The podcast is now underway. And begin.
1: Welcome to Tells. How do you feel?
0: Uh, How do
1: you feel about Tells?
0: How do I feel about Tells? Yeah. I like it. I mean, I don't have to do as much work as you do on tells because you do the editing it requires a little bit of editing. Uh, and I do enough editing in my life, I think, but I enjoy the conversations that transpire. Yeah. And I get to sit really close to you because we're crowded around one microphone. Baby. Do You don't like to talk about that thing, that sort of thing though.
1: What? Crowded around one microphone? Yeah, our
0: sort of amateur setup.
1: People know that, don't they?
0: I don't know. You seem to want to be like, don't talk about it.
1: I don't think it's interesting <laughs> to talk about the fact that you don't have a microphone. Like, think... if you are going to talk about it and have a solution, mm-hmm. then fine. If you're just talking about it because it's like you just want to talk about it, then that is not fun. <laughs> Isn't it all. a
0: little bit charming though?
1: That no, we're sitting here no, like, no,
0: crowded around a microphone having a conversation. I think you want to give people a little bit visual what's happening and, you know, people like the DIY go get them kind of thing, right? So.
1: You're just speaking for all people. There are people like me who don't care about that stuff. Okay, Yeah.
0: <laughs> sorry about, sorry to people like Boosie out there.
1: <laughs> so
0: last
1: I really week. wanted to do this podcast earlier because I had so much fun at Grayton Casino last week, mm-hmm. but We didn't so anyway you're gonna hear about this on monday even though it was last week weekend that happened yeah you know what i mean especially when i spoke to all these lovely people who said they listen to tells and they like it i was like Mm. oh yeah i will be recording a new podcast for you
0: so we had our first well not Boosie went to her first meetup game which was held last weekend at great casino in ronard park which is in northern california that's right it's a It's kind of like wine country area. Um, It's like...
1: 10 minutes, 15 minutes outside of Santa Rosa. Yeah,
0: like 45 minutes north of San Francisco. Casino, maybe like, what? I don't know how many years old now. Not that many, but hotel, only like a year old. So pretty new property.
1: Nice hotel, Grayton. Nice hotel. So
0: your first meetup game experience. Tell us.
1: I went to the meetup game. I did not play poker. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a burning question in everyone's <laughs> mind. But I went to hang out at the meetup game for a little bit. I said hello to everybody. I took everyone's photo.
0: Almost everyone. Did you take everyone's photo or a lot of photos?
1: I took a lot of photos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the people who left when I was not at the meetup game. Sorry, I didn't take your photo. But if you were there like at the beginning or close to the end of the meetup game, then your photo might be on the Poker Mugs page on Facebook.
0: facebook.com slash poker mugs
1: that's what i said poker mugs page that's what you said okay
0: yeah i just tried (laughs) to make it for sure clear but yeah
1: and it was so fun meeting and chatting to everybody yeah but also exhausting i fell ill on monday
2: Mm.
0: could have been one of several elements could have been the poker room slash casino could have been the spa that we went to which was lovely but
1: could have been the wine could that I the, drank.
0: Could have been the airplane that we took there or back.
1: Yeah, Southwest. <laughs> Southwest?
0: Is it there like more germy?
1: I don't know. I just don't like Southwest, I guess.
0: Because of the, you don't get a seat thing?
1: Yeah, just assign a seat. It's yeah. like the movies. Assign a seat.
0: <laughs> the movies should all have assigned seating?
1: Yeah. In South Africa, you just had an assigned seat. Yeah. And you got to pick where you wanted to sit in the theater Mm -hmm. and there's nobody like taking up three seats so that you don't sit next to them
0: yeah they have that at some of the theaters here but it's not standard those are like the few and far between splash like upgraded theaters where you pick a seat and stuff
1: yeah it was just a couple of years ago that there was assigned seating at the movies but nobody goes to the movies anymore so that conversation is not very interesting yeah i don't
0: know what's the reason why they don't have assigned seating on southwest
1: I don't know. As if it costs more money to assign somebody a seat.
0: <laughs> Not sure why that is. But they do have like free check bags. So that part's nice,
1: right? So do you think it costs Delta $25 to assign you a seat? No. Do you know what I mean? Because Southwest gives you a free check bag and Delta gives you an assigned seat.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I think it just, there's always potential for it to get very lord of the flies Mm -hmm. on southwest when it's like a busy flight so i don't like that feeling
0: yeah people get angry if you pick uh, a middle seat like towards the front of the plane right if there's like if there's like an empty row or not row but like aisle or window seat in the back and it's sort of like known and you know people sit like aisle window aisle window aisle window like down the rows down the rows and then eventually if the plane is full then yeah people have to sit in the middle, but yeah if you like grab a middle seat when there's plenty of room in the back still, people in those aisle and windows get angry at you. <laughs> this really? is what Southwest is doing to you yeah like <laughs> th- yeah, it's open seating, that's an open seat in the middle, but if you take it, you might get an elbow in your ribs from the person sitting next to you.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that
0: yeah, it's really weird
1: I don't know I just. Rather not fly southwest if at all possible. (laughs) It's fine. I mean, there's like a lot of people really like it. I know people love it. Mm -hmm. I think it's the bags, and I don't carry a lot of stuff anymore. Back in the day, sorry, back in the day, I would have needed you know checked bag for a weekend, but Mm -hmm. now I can go five days in a backpack. So
0: my strategy for boarding a plane used to be just let everyone. You know how they have like zoning zones, zone one, zone two, whatever. My strategy used to be just let everyone get on the plane really? and then I'll be the last one on. That's fine. But this was before they started charging for, you know, all these bags. Like all the airlines used to have free check bag. And so now what happens is everyone brings a carry-on. Right. And so the carry the overhead compartment space is much more limited now yeah. as a result of that. And so you... Might not get a space for your bag if you use this strategy now in uh, the overhead thing. So now you have to like go in your zone and all that. Line up like a cattle. <laughs> Can't believe these businesses.
1: And they're still going. But it's because planes to... are so expensive. So it's not like you can just disrupt the plane industry. I mean, even Richard Branson and all his ambition. Mm-hmm. It was like a slight shift right because those bigger brands are like just so ingrained in the current system ecosystem or economic system Mm -hmm.
0: we did have a a person who was at the meetup games who's an air traffic controller and i was asking him if there's any uh airlines that he feels are like unsafe or less (laughs) less safe than others (laughs) and uh he said that all the American, uh, all the, yeah, American, not American Airlines, but all the airlines that are here in the US based, they're all pretty safe. So
1: even Frontier.
0: Yeah. I was like, so what about like <laughs> Spirit, Frontier, Allegiant? He's like, eh, it's, it's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. He His said, idea. He said that uh, Southwest is probably going to be the safest because they pay the best for. He at least he at least said for pilots, really yeah. Southwest. Yeah, huh. I, don't, I don't know if like that is also true for mechanics and stuff, but yeah, he said Southwest probably going to be like the safest amongst a pretty safe group.
1: Wow, I'm partial to Delta because they have mm-hmm. a direct flight to Joburg.
0: He did say um, you know Delta uses a lot of, a lot of different planes, and so their attention might be like spread out amongst a wider. Knowledge set for all these different planes. I was like, I shouldn't have asked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would be safer, though. I think. I don't know. At least if you're used to a lot of different things, you might have, you know, multiple neurons, neural pathways to figure out the situation. But if you just have one strong one, if something completely unexpected happens, then what?
0: I don't know. Don't ask
2: me.
1: But at the end of the day. You are still what? What did the comedian say? You're still in a chair in the sky. So on that note, like we're grateful for flying because it would have mm-hmm. taken us what ten hours to drive to Roanoke Park. Mm-hmm. So great. So it concludes
0: our discussion on airlines. So yeah, meetup game was great. You said everyone was really nice, right?
1: Everyone is so nice. Mm-hmm. Do you think they put this niceness on for coming to the meetup games? <laughs>
0: uh i like to toot my own horn a little bit about that aspect of the meetup games and you know
1: like attract like so you're nice and you attract nice people
0: well i think it comes down to the sort of content that you're putting out and who's going to show up as a result of you know that content and Mm -hmm. who enjoys that kind of content and wants to be amongst that type of you know crowd or that type of person
1: Yeah, good job to you and Brad on those meetup games. I wasn't sure about them when you started. I was like, "Mm
0: -mm." Mm mm-mm. I remember that. That's because I was drinking a lot, though, too.
1: Yeah, and I was like, he's going to die of alcohol.
0: (laughs) The first, like, bunch of meetup games.
1: We were in a fight every week about the meetup game.
0: (laughs) Yes, because I was, mainly because I was, like, deathly hungover the next day. And you're like, this is not, how is this a good idea?
1: Yeah. But we've come a long way with these meetup games.
0: Yeah, it's still like fun. Still have a few drinks, but not like it was.
1: Hey, yeah, that's probably times. one of the reasons I'd never come to a meetup game.
0: Because I was a drunken idiot? Maybe. Yeah.
1: It's possible. I didn't want to support it. Yeah. Show you that I support this behavior. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Well, yeah,
0: you took a lot of cool photos. Now it seems like uh, that's going to be a standard. Or... Oh, it is? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it should be.
1: Uh yeah, when I have time. If you have meetup games on the weekends, then I can I can help and take some photos or whatever. Okay. That's pretty fun. Shall we go to Andrew's question? So I um, we met Andrew last week at the Grayton casino. Andrew Locke. Shout okay. out to Andrew.
0: Yeah, I played with him. He beat me.
1: He was in the vlog. Oh, you did? I hmm. d- I watched that vlog. So Andrew says it was great getting to interact with you both at the recent Grayton mug. Had a fun time mixing it up with Andrew in a few small pots. I believe I went three O, but who's counting? <laughs> oh. Smiley face. <laughs> yeah. And he says, one quick question I had. One quick question I had is that you both seem to live jam-packed lives with grinding poker and traveling, to name a few. With that said, how do you each manage burnout? And what tips do you have?
0: It's a good question. You want me to think about it and get back to you? In
1: an
0: hour <laughs> or no, okay. we
1: don't have that much time okay. on this podcast. Uh, yeah,
0: that'd be boring. That'd be a boring hour. Well, I don't think that there's uh, I'm definitely human and I definitely get burnt out sometimes. My man Gary V that I listen to frequently um, talks about this a lot in his content and he says that when you're doing something that uh, you know, that comes back to the cliche stuff, but when you're doing something that you really enjoy doing, it's Tough to get burnt out doing that thing. Um, I still think you're gonna want to have like some variety in your life because, you know, say you really like ice cream. If you eat ice cream like every day, all day, you probably get a little bit burnt out on that ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever okay. whatever food that may be. Pizza, you don't wanna have just pizza every single meal, even though like, you know, there's probably a lot of people listening to this who haven't had pizza. It probably sounds damn good. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, variety, I think, is pretty important. I think taking a break from, you know, whatever the thing is that you're grinding away at is important occasionally. But, yeah, I mean, it's been fun to, like, get into this content creation thing and, you know, to see the meetup games just really take off and these interest lists are massive and uh, just to, like, get together with people who enjoy the content and, like Boosie was saying, it's such, like, an awesome group of people, very friendly, you know, to be able... To travel, to go do that and be a part of that is amazing. And the whole process and journey is pretty fun. It's still, when I sit down to edit a video, and I know it's going to take me eight hours or whatever. That's kind of tough. And uh, I think all those sorts of little factors can contribute to burnout. But yeah, I think it makes a difference when you're doing something that you really enjoy doing. What do you think?
1: What do you do when you have you add point A and you're trying to get to point B to that thing that you love. You still have to grind it out from, from here to here. Right? Mm-hmm. So not everybody's lucky to be just in a spot where you can just do whatever you love. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a lot of cliche things. You have to find, is it joy in other things? And then focus on the bigger picture. Because sometimes when you focus on like the daily grind, it's really difficult to see where. The end is or like what you want and why you're here, right? Because even if you're doing something that you love, sometimes that in between is really hard. But back to burnout, you need to like take a break. Your body is not stupid. Your body is very intelligent. When you can't focus on doing something, then you have to take a break, drink water. Go outside. Like you can't keep ignoring things and mm. just like push through. Like there's a difference between laziness and exhaustion.
2: Yeah, of course. And
1: everybody knows that. Like you can pretend you don't know that. You know when you're just like, eh, I don't feel like doing that. Versus, I just can't. Like I cannot do this for one more minute. Yeah. And I think you just have to listen to your body. Because there's been times that I have been like, oh, I'm so tired. But really, I was just like lazy or not inspired. And the thing is, like, whatever you're doing, inspiration comes as you're doing it. Like if you just waited to edit your podcast or edit your vlog, then you would never get edited. So you have to start. And that's where the creativity comes, I think. Sure.
0: Yes. Getting started is the hardest part for that. that particular task.
1: Right. So every time you, before you get started, I think the question is, am I tired or I just don't feel like doing it? Mm -hmm. And if you don't feel like doing it, then you should do it. But if you're (laughs) exhausted, then you should probably go outside. And it doesn't mean like you take a five-week break, sometimes just going out on a hike or going on a walk around the block.
0: I like to lay down in bed.
1: Okay. (laughs) Different strokes for different folks, but... I don't like to lay down in bed. It's we very We have a California stressful.
0: king bed. It's the best thing ever. California king beds generally with, with like a pillow <laughs> top mattress under there. Yeah.
1: So how do you know when, whether you're exhausted or
0: mm, lazy? I, I yawn a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: when you're exhausted? You exhausted? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just, you know, pretty wiped out. You know, I can tell uh, when I'm just moving slowly. You know, I'm getting old, so. These things happen.
1: How, do you, how long do you think it takes to get over the burnout?
0: A uh, couple of days. Yeah. Probably. For me personally. Yeah. It's a lot. You know, like playing poker is exhausting. Editing a video can be pretty tiring. Um, coming back to the meetup games, when people see me on the videos, I'm always, you know, talking nonstop. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't know if that's my natural sort of state. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> um, you know, plus there's a lot of editing that goes into that. That production. So I'm not one to just like talk and talk and talk. <laughs> uh, so, you know, whether that's like forcing myself to do it on camera or in person, whatever, another bit of exhaustion and burnout that can, you know, pile on top. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about like the aspects of taking time to be uh, grateful and, or taking time to Remind yourself that like you're on the path and working towards something and like being on the path is really fun.
1: Right. I think there's the journey and then the destination, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So as you're on the journey, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not so great. So when it's not great, you can remind yourself why you're on the journey and look at like big picture. Mm -hmm. But when the journey is great. You should just be like present in the journey and enjoying that And I think that might be how you balance it. I don't know.
0: Yeah Uh it's not easy because we get so wrapped up in Whether it's like our own lives or the work and you know, you can lose lose sight of the bigger picture, I think and you know, Andrew is poker player Uh, the Andrew who sent this question poker player he's making videos and that's like pretty sick life you know to be able to just play a game and have a bankroll and have a platform like YouTube to share this with other people and like that's your life and yeah I think a lot of it comes back to being grateful and like just taking time to realize like this is pretty this is pretty dope like this is pretty fun.
1: For me personally, I am most unhappy when I think about how I wish it could have been or how I wish it was different. Mm -hmm. So not being here and focused on whatever is happening either now or what I want to happen in my future. If I sit and go oh, I should have made this decision. I should have gone there. I should have done this. Why didn't my life turn out like this? Why didn't I... Why aren't I born with rich parents? Why? You know what I mean? Like, that's when I'm most unhappy. Yeah. And they always say you must live in the present. Right. But yeah, for me, past is much more painful than like present or even like a little bit of future because future is like that optimism, right? But yeah, living in the past is like pretty, pretty rough. So yeah. like you say, being great Not even in the
0: past, but like an alternate uh, reality, alter, alternate universe where you made different decisions.
1: Right. So wishing that things could have been different. Right. So it's not like, oh, I miss the old days. Because yeah. there's that, right? There's like living in the past where yeah. you miss what was. But no, like going, I wish my life was different to what it is today. Mm-hmm. Because you don't, it doesn't mean just because you are not, where you want to be and you are grateful, you're just going to be like, well, this is great. I'm just not going to do anything because my life is great right here. And because like I said, we talked about last week. I think the human experience is for expansion. So if you're doing that, then it's okay to sleep in sometimes. It's fine.
0: Lord knows I do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he does. He does. You told me how to sleep in. I, did. didn't, I didn't sleep in before. No.
2: You still don't. Eight
1: on o'clock weekend. on a Saturday, sleeping in. Eight
0: o'clock on a Saturday?
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks for the question, Andrew. I don't know if we answered Andrew's question on how to deal with burnout.
0: I don't know if we did either. But, um, you know, I don't know if it's... There's, there's different tactics. There's these, you know, these uh, micro things. And then how you want to try and shape your mind. And also for me personally, like... I'm not getting any younger. Like in the poker world, I'm getting pretty old. So, well, it's not like I'm depressed about it, but, you know, I want to like make some progress here in my life. mm -hmm. And I don't want to just be in the same spot for, you know, indefinitely. I want to like do things. Right. And can't do things by sitting around and not doing (laughs) them.
1: (laughs) So I guess it's like, trying to balance effort and inaction i think inaction is very important like it's undervalued how important for me personally inaction is meditation going hiking that's like not actively Mm
2: -hmm.
1: making you know what i mean it's not make actively making me a dollar but it's so important to having the mindset to make a dollar so i think for like everybody's different that's why i say you you know yourself when you feel like i cannot Mm -hmm. do whatever that thing is that you can't you can do when you can't do work or you can't do whatever else like lay in bed like lie lie it's not lay it's lie in bed
0: okay if you say so
1: chickens lay eggs Mm -hmm. hens right hens whatever hens lay eggs Mm -hmm. people lie people do not lay andrew lays in Mm -hmm. bed
0: wouldn't mind laying down right now
1: baby (laughs) okay let's move on so uh another question we got from jackie from fontana california
0: hello jackie
1: uh was thanks
0: for being on the air with us
1: jackie is this a radio show (laughs) it is not a radio show so jackie asked jackie's dating a poker player
0: i'm sorry jackie (laughs) (laughs) sorry for your loss (laughs) just kidding
1: (laughs) Uh, So, Jackie's question is, what are the pros and cons of dating a poker player?
0: Okay. Who wants to go first? Who amongst us will be the first?
1: Okay. Andrew's first.
0: (laughs) Pros are that if you want to go somewhere, if you want to go on a holiday, he doesn't have to ask for a time off. Is he a professional poker player? Is he playing full-time? Not yet. Oh, okay.
1: So, working and doing poker on the side with the view of becoming turning pro turning pro. That was a great book by Steven Pressfield okay. turning pro just in case anyone's interested in how uh, to turn pro.
0: Okay. Well, I'm not sure if is she, I'm not sure if she's asking,
1: wait, 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 I have to put it. This book is not about poker. <laughs> it's about turning pro in any area of your like life in your job, whatever. Mm. Um, Great short little read by Stephen Pressfield.
0: Okay. Okay. Thanks. So I don't know if she's asking about like the situation now or if he were to become a professional poker player. Do you think that's it?
1: Yeah. I think it's both.
0: I think. Okay. There's not going to be a lot of pros at the moment. It's very tough. I think when you're trying to like do a, a career change, especially on like poker that requires a bankroll, you know, a lot of times when you're um, switching jobs, you don't need a certain amount of money to start that job, unless you're starting a business or something. You know Right,
1: you don't need money to start a new job is what you're saying. To
0: get, yeah, into a new position. So it takes a lot of time away from the relationship in particular. So if he's working his job, my advice has always been when you're trying to get into poker full time and grow a bankroll, my advice is to stay with that job and then play poker in your evenings and weekends. You're working During the day, you're working in your off hours. That's just not going to leave a lot of time for anything else, particularly a relationship. Okay. well, there will just be less
1: time for the relationship (laughs) is what you're saying. In
0: this transition period, yeah. Okay. But let's say that things work out great. You support each other and he becomes a full-time professional poker player. Um, So now he's got the flexibility of job hours. He's still going to want to work a lot because that's how you get anywhere. That's how you find success, I think, in any profession. That's going to, of course, depend on what level of success you are interested in achieving. But uh, the flexibility of the job is the number one best part of playing poker for a living. You don't have to ask for time off. You can go wherever you want. There's casinos all over the place. And no boss. I think one of the biggest lessons that poker teaches me is... Um, that there's going to be variance, like, and it applies to life too. So like, even when you're doing everything correctly, things can still go badly and how you react to that sort of determines, um, a lot about you, like a lot of, a lot about your life. And, uh, you want to remove all of your emotions as a human about life and about people and about whatever happens in your life you become a little bit more rational i think about things and when bad things happen you kind of roll with the punches is that a bad thing or a good thing
1: rolling with the punches yeah what what other option do you have
0: well what do you, you mean you can
1: just fight against it some people and have then, like
0: emotional breakdowns about things
1: yeah but that's what i mean it's going back to wishing your life was different to what is happening right now sure so you're going to be unhappy. You rolling with the punches is the only thing we have. Right, and do I think you know, poker
0: teaches you how to do that.
1: So good life skills, I guess, are the pros.
0: Good life skills.
1: That's a life skill.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I thought when you said life skills, you meant like, uh, like going to the DMV or um fixing up the house. <laughs> Because poker players are the exact opposite, actually. Usually. Traditionally. I haven't.
1: That's a problem. What's the problem? Not being able to make phone calls. Is that what we're talking about?
0: That's one thing, yeah.
1: Do you know that I heard about kids that cannot make their own phone calls? Like kids like 19 and younger.
0: What do you mean cannot?
1: They get so much anxiety Mm. speaking on the phone that they just can't do it.
0: Yeah. I don't blame them.
1: That is bizarre to me.
0: I don't want to make a phone call,
1: but that is—you know what I mean. Email me. Like that is a life skill. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the ability to ask for what you want—that's a life skill. Okay. That's important. Okay. Like you put it off, but I think if you had to make a phone call, you'd make the phone call.
0: Yeah, I gotta make a call next week.
2: (laughs) Dreading dreading (laughs) it.
1: I won't even ask what it's about. (laughs) What are the pros from the girl side of dating a poker player? Mm, I don't know. No pros. (laughs) No pros. (laughs) Sorry, Jackie, you're on your own here. (laughs) Yeah. No pros. No. Let me see. For me, it's nice to have evenings to myself sometimes. I like to read and my nights are really short because I go to bed really early. So having time to like meditate and read or take a bath before I go to bed is great. But if I have when Andrew's home, then we make dinner together and then I don't want to sleep because we're chatting and then the next day is late. So pros are evening time to either dedicate to a hobby or something you're interested in or sleep. It's great. (laughs) Con is not being able to have those evenings. You know, like going to the movies together during the week. Like my schedule is still like a school child schedule. I go to bed at like 830 and wake (laughs) up at the crack of dawn to like go to school. And there's no going out on a school night, sadly, because I get up early and Andrew's not there to go out with on a school night. Mm -hmm. So school nights for me are school nights as they were back in the. When I was 10.
0: Seems very childish. Yeah. Mm. We should work on that.
1: What? Get a more adult sleep schedule, adult nightlife? But I value sleeping Mm -hmm. and I value being able to do work that I'm interested in Mm -hmm. over going for a cocktail after work. Yeah. So that's a benefit if you like to hang out by yourself. If you don't like to hang out by yourself, the benefit is that you can actually hang out with your friends and family in the evenings. And you said to me that you have weekends together, so it's perfect. You get to have all these rich relationships because you can hang out with your friends and your family during the week. And then on the weekend, you can hang out with your honey, which won't last for long if he becomes a professional poker player because he will play weekends, which are usually the better days for Usually, games. it depends. depends yeah, on it depends where you are and how you how you work and what sort of times you like to play. But that might be a thing. And I think that. You have to be flexible, mm-hmm. and also you can play poker too. Maybe
0: these don't seem like some very good pros.
1: Well, it sucks. <laughs> Does it? Uh,
0: it's going to depend on the person heavily, and what they want. Yeah. From their relationship, and how much, uh, how independent they are, and when they want that independence, and when they don't.
1: Right I mean I think it would be it will be very interesting to see what the dynamic is, like we should probably get somebody who is married with children and plays poker full time to talk about what that sort of work life is like
0: mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think you can do it um I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a deal breaker uh even in Las Vegas when the games are better at nighttime, I think you can probably still do it during the day I, don't wouldn't suggest it, but.
1: Yeah, that's a very hard question. I thought it would be easier. Mm-hmm. I think you love the person.
0: Oh, he always has lots of cash.
1: That's true. <laughs> Every time you need a dollar or five dollars, you sort it. <laughs> yep. Always get the cash money. <laughs> yes. That's that's kind of cool. And I think the way you guys look at money is, ki- is a little bit different, which is refreshing. Mm-hmm. There's not that attachment to money as being the be all and end all, even though the end goal is to win. Mm -hmm. You have a lot less worship for money. But I'm talking about specifically you. I don't know if it's everybody else, but I have, you know, there's like people who think money is so important and so like so, so precious you know and you don't treat money preciously like you respect money but you don't treat it it's something precious
0: well there's also a lot of people that treat the things that money can buy as like everything you know like material items
1: right so is that more personal thing i think it's partly it is to do with poker because some most jobs don't you don't lose money, so you don't have the pain of losing money every time you go to work, right? Like the potential of losing money. Mm-hmm. So you're desensitized to money, but obviously you want money in order to live. But mm-hmm. in the mo- like day-to-day, it's kind of like this very desensitized.
0: I just can't believe people who like buy things.
1: <gasps> what do you mean?
0: Like a watch.
1: Oh, so not like food?
0: Or like shoes. Why? like what's what's the deal
1: people like things why i don't know i don't i don't judge i say (laughs) spend your money how you want to spend your money i think there is something to be said of purchasing something that somebody made this exchange of money for your gift that you've given the world whether it's a piece of art or a piece of beautiful made shoes or whatever the case is, you know, handbag, handmade, whatever. It doesn't even have to be handmade, but, and then, but then there's also like purchasing things in order to feel something.
0: Art's fine. Art's acceptable.
1: But nothing else? No. Why not?
0: Because like jewelry and stuff. Why? I, I want
1: jewelry. People are weird. I want jewels. Why do you want to
0: adorn yourself?
1: Why not? You're a thing of beauty. Yeah, exactly. It should be adorned with more beautiful Why? things. No,
0: it's perfect on its own.
1: Okay. We're not going to win here. But so, what pros and cons? Shall we do a little brief recap?
0: The biggest one, like by far and away, is flexibility. Okay. You can be anywhere at any time. Granted, you want to work probably a lot, but that's by far and away, that's the biggest one. Okay. If you want to take a trip to Mexico? Go.
1: Now let's talk about your turning pro. So what I saw when Andrew started taking poker more seriously was he was playing and I thought like working enough, right? But it was like one month you were like, okay, this is it. I'm going to start working 150 hours a month or Mm -hmm. something. I was like, "Uh, okay, but if you work 40 hours a week and you're actually working, then That's pretty comparable, Mm -hmm. but you work six days a week or whatever. And we had Tuesday as of date night Mm -hmm. and we tried to keep to it so that we still had a relationship. There was no vlog at the time, so he was working 150 hours Mm -hmm. and stopped drinking completely at the poker table. So there was no like cocktails at any time it wasn't work was never like oh this could be fun too it was just work yeah and we had cocktails on tuesday because that was the day that andrew had off
0: yeah that doesn't mean you have to be like uh a jerk at the poker table you can still like you know be happy and conversational with people but drinking yeah i think is a big uh uh you know difference from that
1: i know but you know what i mean i'm not saying
0: i'm making it clear for them
1: okay i'm not saying that but like a drinking party Mm -hmm. um and we all know andrew loves a good cocktail sure it is so that was huge and i think that's when you started seeing difference in your play yep as well as like really getting connected to other people that played poker Mm -hmm. exactly those three things are those your three tips for life what are they work long hours Just put in the hours, whatever that is for you, whatever you can afford to put in that will be good hours. Yep. Don't drink at the poker table if you're becoming (laughs) a professional poker player. And then talk to other people who play poker. See, I already know the tips. I could be a great (laughs) poker player if ever one day.
0: Yeah. And keep your spending low.
1: Keep your spending low.
0: Yeah. um, Like I said, when someone's transitioning into something new like this. That's going to be a, it's not going to be like the happiest of times for the relationship. I don't think, at least you're not going to get a lot of time together.
1: It's not going to be the happiest of times.
0: I mean, you can, supporting someone and seeing them go after their dreams. It's like, it should be something to celebrate. There should be happy about that. But I just, there's not gonna be a lot of date nights.
1: Yeah, you should be happy about that. But there's, as long as I think there's the, communication and understanding that you're not neglecting your relationship or Mm -hmm. you're not wanting to be somewhere else instead of here Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and that you're there because this is what you want to do. I always used to like say no to you for dates when Mm -hmm. I needed to work on something and you're like, you want to go out? No. Yeah, but it was never because I didn't want to hang out with you. It was because. I was working on something else that I didn't, you know what I mean? You can't do both. Right. Anyway.
0: Okay. I don't know if we helped anybody today.
1: No, but it was nice to chat to each other. That's true. Um, Okay. I think that's all we have time for. Thank you so much for joining us on Tel's podcast this Mm -hmm. week. I hope you enjoy it. Shout out to Kyle and Steven and all the cool people that I met at the Mugs game in Grayton. The Mug. The mug. Not
0: not meetup games, game.
1: Great in casino. Okay. to see you soon.
0: If you have a question for us, hello at tellspodcast.com.
1: Hello at tellspodcast.com. Or a statement. Or just say hello. Yeah, say hello. Just Just
0: send us one word. Whatever word that you want that to be. Okay. Leave it up to you. (laughs) Enjoy. Okay.
1: Okay, chat to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.